It's snakes out there this big. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. And it's a delight to be with you uh, again. Mm. Um, we're doing our first creature feature, Tristan. Oh, uh, yeah, creature feature. That's see the phrase I was looking for in yeah, my notes. Yeah, <laughs> so let's see how many times we can say that. Yeah. But we've got the ball rolling well. There's twice. Yeah. Creature feature, talking Cre- about... The 97... Anagandy. Anagandy. <laughs> no, it means nothing to it. He doesn't talk like that. But <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to that later, yeah. where that comes from. But uh, yes, Anaconda came out April 1997. Budget of $45 million with a gross of $136 million. So not actually too bad. The critics disagreed and gave it 40%. And the audience disagreed even more and gave it 24%. Mm. <laughs> What were they expecting would be my question to these people. Yeah, yeah. Schindler's Anaconda? <laughs> oh, there was a bit of hype though. It felt like it at the time. I, was there? It might have been. We'll get that into, into mm. some of my personal background on the movie mm. later. But Yes, yeah, we will. 1997. Mm. Uh, did you know in 1997 there was an episode of Goosebumps called Click? No. And in it... A kid gets a universal remote and uses it to pause his sister, change the colour of his fish, fast forward through time, uh, and then nine years later, Adam Sandler had a similar movie called Click. Was that? Did he give credit to that? I don't know. So that's yeah. Well, that's interesting. Maybe. Yeah. We'll come when did that movie it. come out? Nine years later. Oh, mid noughties. We can't cover that movie, so we'll never find out. We will never find out. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> we'll just leave that cliffhanger right there. Edit that out if you need to. <laughs> Something tells me we'll need minutes for this. Ad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should we stop and think of that for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah. That is it. Mm. Well, nineteen ninety-seven was a big year for movies. Uh-huh. The top ten we had Titanic. Ah, Lost World, Jurassic Park. Um, oh, yeah, actually, creature feature. Uh, Men in Black, some creatures in that feature mm-hmm, also. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow Never Dies, Air Force One, As Good As It Gets, Liar, Stay Liar. My, plane. my Best Friend's Wedding, Les Cinq Elements. Mm, um, yeah. The Full Monty, and mm-hmm. then a coming all the way in at number 30, Anaconda. So you don't was you don't remember hype around this movie? It may oh. have been more hype around J Lo, is what I was. Yeah, this was her ascension. Yeah, I can see why. In pop culture and in schoolyards. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't J Lo yet, was she? No, she's was Jennifer Lopez. She had done. Um, oh, we'll get into more yeah, background we'll later, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I watched it. I don't know if I watched it at cinema. I, I think have. I might have. I think I might have actually. Like this I, was prime age. Yeah, it's that's prime, what you did for fun. Yes, school holidays. <laughs> yeah. Macquarie Center, yeah. Fuddruckers Cookies. Yeah, it's that time, isn't it? Mum dropping you off and picking you up. Yeah, time zone, lucky. virtual cop two. Yeah. Those were my activities. Yeah. Never went to Fuddruckers. My sister did not work there. Ah, man, those cookies. I think they were just kind of like a Subway cookie. Yeah. I've always been partial to a chewy cookie and they were like the first ones. Yeah. So that. Yeah. And what about you? Like you, you seem to have a little bit more. 
more nothing more specific clarity. than that. It just felt. I remember. I mean, I don't think I'd watched it since then, and I remember sort of it just since then it's, feeling like yeah, it's a shit movie. But I don't think I thought it was that shit then. I think I just thought it was acceptable popcorn fare mm. at the time. But I think the hype was more yeah around J Lo, and then since then at some point. Ice Cube is always yeah. Ice Cube's in there, but I, he never got me that excited as an actor. Didn't but he? Other than Friday movies, what about Boys in the Hood? But I actually, kind of liked him in this. Oh yeah, Boys in the Hood yeah, is really good. Higher one. Learning. Yeah, but I never. I don't know. It didn't get me that excited. Oh, okay. Like I wouldn't go watch this because of Ice Cube. I think I maybe, maybe did. Right. Interesting. And Owen Wilson wasn't really Owen Wilson yet, so there was nothing no. there for me. Yeah. But then, yeah, then at some point between then and now, this whole goddamn anacondas thing started. I think that, that was just, with Hugo I as well. I think it was just Hugo. Yeah. It just came up as like, I think it just became a go-to joke about a bad movie and a bad performance in a bad movie. Yeah. But the irony is he has a horrible accent in this movie and that that's not even making fun of that. <laughs> it's forgetting he even did an accent. Yeah. Goddamn anacondas. <laughs> so, this, it's like you watch Scarface five minutes before they started shooting. He's like, yeah, that'll do. A hundred percent. This can kill you in a thousand ways. <laughs> this river can kill you in a thousand ways. <laughs> Toyota sales and sat it Oh, man. Should I get into the origin story? It yeah. won't take long. <laughs> <laughs> so the film... <laughs> Origin story. We're going to breeze through this episode. Okay, so there's not a lot going on here, but there's. it was directed by a man named Louis Losa, a Peruvian guy, or Luis Losa. I'm not sure how to pronounce that one. Um, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, he actually used to be a film critic. So this is maybe one of those situations where it's like, ah, I think I can do better than that. <laughs> let oh, me, turns let out me I can't. <laughs> combine everything i've read <laughs> yeah into one movie <laughs> oh man it's like trying to bake a cake well i think that one had some <laughs> eggs in there yeah. oh, no it's like i like anchovies as well it's I'll like made a there. buffet yeah and then you make a most horrendous plate of food oh, like the pizza so they don't go together the pizza hut dessert thing yeah yeah and yeah you just get one big yeah it's like that's why i shouldn't have creative control over my desserts and that's why this guy shouldn't have creative control over a movie <laughs> but he also made The Specialist with Stallone and Stone. And Eric Roberts. Oh, is he in that? Yes. Is he a bad guy? He is. Yeah, he's a good bad guy. Yeah. Um, right. He blows a kiss to Stallone. Does he? Yeah. And it has a taunt. Stallone is like looking in the car at her and then he gets out of the car and he's like, what are you looking at? Are you looking at the girl? And he's just like, no. He's like, are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> and then he blows everything up and Antonio Banderas is there also. Oh, Wait, is that that's assass- is that Assassins? Oh, maybe. <laughs> that's mer- that's- Those two movies are one. That oh, that would be good. Can people merge some movies? Oh, the Specialist Assassin. That could be good. That could work. I mean, the title works. That. that could. We've sort of done that in some of our repitching of movies, like Con Air, Forrest Gump. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, there were three writers of this. One named Hans Bauer. Yes. Who knows how you pronounce his name either? Hans is correct. Hans, yeah, <laughs> he wrote the original script. I think, and he seems to, so there's not much information out of here, so I'm having to read between the lines a lot, but it seems since he released an e-book, premium stuff, in uh, 2014 called Anaconda, The Writer's Cut, it sounds like he's a little bitter about how his film got rewritten. 
And it, I'd love to know the differences. Yeah, me too. And there's not much out there, but I was reading the reviews on Amazon or whatever. Oh, ironic. Whoa. <laughs> you, you buy out a condo on Amazon? <laughs> Whoa. It's not ironic. It's a coincidence. Mind blown. Yeah. And all the reviews look like they were written by friends and family because they were like, wow, this is so much better than the movie. They're all like, wow. Wow. Our first Owen Wilson feature. Wow. So that's, uh, I guess that's in the backstory too somewhere. He got cast. That's uh-huh. all I know about that. But the other two writers, Jim Cash and Jack Epps, they often partnered together on lots of scripts, including Top Gun, Turner and Hooch, oh. Dick Tracy, Whoa. New Top Gun. Did they bond over short having a short name perhaps? Maybe. Jim Cash and Jack Epps. Mm. They probably high-five a lot. It's not a lot of cocaine while writing. <laughs> Drugs. Top Gun. <laughs> And that's all I have. <laughs> there ain't much out there. Ah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Well, I guess how we would they? You know, the because it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven. You know, when they put together <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. You know, the eleven people yeah. all bringing their unique attribute to help rob the uh, casino. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, this is kind of like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. like who is putting together this? collection a team to make this movie who's out there who's doing the casting that's what we need to it's one of it's a, such a mystery no. i guess we'll never know <laughs> because it's not interesting enough to make it onto anywhere on the internet <laughs> that's why we exist yeah to speculate to speculate <laughs> and add nothing to the conversation yeah. and then decide no nah, we don't know either you're welcome that took 10 minutes hey you know what i did found on the internet did found did find on the internet <laughs> snitch the trailer ah all right, everybody, double check your gear, make sure it's all on board, and pray you didn't forget your bug spray. Ah, oh, good line. They have come to the <laughs> world's most isolated jungle to explore the unknown Amazon. You ready? I think so. And conduct scientific research to prove the existence of a long-lost tribe. Shishama worship giant snakes <laughs> and anacondas as gods, protectors. It's so scarface, isn't it? <laughs> is snakes up there this big? This skin is three or four years old. Whatever shed it has grown since then. Snakes don't eat people. Oh, they don't? That's it, man. I'm getting the hell back to LA. Someone's got to be prepared. <laughs> now, they are the ones being watched. Do you hear that? The ones being followed. Nobody move. The ones being hunted. There's something down there. That's right. No, I really mean it. I really mean it too. But not by anything human. If we help him, then he will help us get out of here alive. Get out of my face! You're gonna get us all killed! Anaconda, when you can't breathe, you can't scream. That's a good point. When you can't breathe, you can't live. <laughs> you can't not die. <laughs> hey, um, you just, wake up dead. Just a thought with the whole deep Amazon piece. Mm. Even if there wasn't the threat, like immediate threat of a 
40 foot snake. I don't think I'd want to be like traipsing through the water. Yeah. Knee high water. Yeah, I'd be so many things to be scared of. Many other things. Kill you in a thousand ways. Those little things that fly up. In your pee hole. Well, he talks about that too, doesn't he? I think he does. I think he does. Fucking fucking weirdo. (laughs) Oh, my God. The Tony Montana thing is just 100%, (laughs) isn't it? Oh, man. I tried to find, I tried to legitimize that. I tried to find him talking about this Uh, inspiration, kind of like, you know, like a Depp, Johnny Depp doing Keith Richards for. Yeah. Because I actually forgot he even has a scar on his face, too. Oh, he does, too. What? And I wonder if that was it. It's like, oh, did you say there's a scar on his face? Gives me an idea. <laughs> Where do you say this guy's from? Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's foreign. <laughs> foreign, got it. <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, man. How, how would you summarize the plot for this bad boy? I would say it's a cliched collection of characters on a boat in an exotic land looking for exotic tribesmen. Mm. The exotic land is the Amazon and the exotic tribesmen are the Shashimas. Ice Cube is there, so is J-Lo, so is Machete, mm. so is Owen Wilson. Wow. wow. And so is Scarface, some guy pretending to be Scarface. <laughs> and so is a giant mechanical snake called Anaconda. <laughs> Scarface takes the boat hostage as he tries to turn the focus into catching Anaconda. But the hunters become the hunted and Anaconda eats them all, one by one. Except a couple of them. Perhaps Anaconda is just really misunderstood. We will never know. Mm. Finn. Mm. Accurate, accurate. Anaconda does eat a lot of them. And isn't it airtight storytelling how in the opening words on the screen when it starts, sometimes they regurgitate their food. <laughs> just so at the end they can yeah. have him regurgitate John Voight <laughs> and <laughs> wink. He winks. He winks. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. That was the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. Because um, I, <laughs> I found it hard to keep track of what the story even was. <laughs> I couldn't. When I was going back to write notes, I was like, wait, but what What were they trying to do versus what happened versus what John Voight was trying to get them to do? And like, it's all very. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Don't ever think it. Yeah. Oh, it's a good. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's a stupid movie, but it's pretty enjoyable. Yeah. And it's interesting, I guess there's, it's a bit of an all-star cast, but um, specifically Owen Wilson, it, it re- makes you remember that it took a while. Wow. It was the first Owen Wilson movie, first of all. That's pretty. That's for celebration. Wow. But it, it shows how it took him a while to find his, his thing. Yeah, because he's kind of nothing in this. He's nothing. He's a horny cameraman. He's a creep. Doesn't he say like the, like, mm, the jungle? Makes you horny. Jungle makes you horny. <laughs> it's like what a horror. What the fuck are you saying? Is it just me or does the jungle make you really, really horny? Oh, no, I think it's the jungle. I'm serious. I've got like one thing on my mind. <laughs> just, I don't know. It worked, though. Apparently. Good for him. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and maybe the movie teeters a little bit too much on the fence of whether it's trying to be a B movie or not. Mm. Like it should just go all in and be maybe a bit more over the top or something. But yeah, that, that was those were my initial thoughts. How did, on the rewatch? Yeah, how did you find? Honestly, mm. better than expected. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it's cliched enough to be like yeah. comforting. You know, like ah, oh, yeah, I know what's coming. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. And I think it's actually visually good. 
Except for the CGI bits. Except for the snake. Yeah. Um, like the actual – so the cinematographer I later found out is uh, some guy, one Bill Butler, mm. who was the cinematographer on Jaws. Oh, well, there you go. So he's in good company. He's got that amphibious mm, – He um, likes – I. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting – yeah, because we'll probably get into it a bit more. But, yeah, it's almost – they overcooked it a bit. To your point, it's not quite full joke. Yeah. But then it – it's definitely not Jaws-esque. Like yeah. there's no mystery around that snake. And there's, it's in that 1997, that perfect sweet spot of they thought the special effects were better than they were. They thought CGI was ready mm. and it kind of, <laughs> it's kind not. of wasn't. <laughs> yes. You know that movie, you know it cost um, 100 grand per second of CGI? Whoa. <laughs> I found an interview with Ice Cube talking about it recently. It's, it talks a little bit about the special effects, but it's also just his tone in general in relation to this movie. It's like, that stupid thing. <laughs> it's great. Anaconda. You and J-Lo. Yeah, do you know the snake got p- paid more than we did? <laughs> they paid that snake like $10 million what to build that dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> then they probably put it on a plane and they made another movie. Out Man, of it. that snake, let me tell you, yeah. it malfunctioned one day Uh-oh. and like tore up the set. And we were scared of the snake for real. (laughs) It wasn't acting? No, it wasn't acting. We thinking like, because we got this computer dude who's trying to run this mechanical snake. And they didn't have all the bugs out of that thing. So that thing would go haywire and just tear up the set. It was pretty funny. But um, I I found some behind the scenes footage. It doesn't have any audio, so pointless here. But it shows the mechanics of the, the... the physical model. Yeah. It was pretty sophisticated and looked pretty good. I think it was just the head that looked real shit for yeah. the physical one. But then the CGI just looked like a liquid. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have any. Yeah, it was a bit. Grab- it, was nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was pretty special. But yeah, the cast, like we'll probably get into the cast a little bit more shortly, but that yeah. was probably my, my first, when on the rewatch when they're assembling yeah. on the boat, like, wow, this cast is fire. Strong ragtag crew. Speaking of fire, quickly, uh, what happened to Eric Stoltz's eyebrows? Was there, was there an incident? Does he, did Does he, he have he, no eyebrows? I, I didn't notice that. Looks like he's been singed. Maybe. <laughs> um, Eric Stoltz, I mean, he's got to be MVP, right? <laughs> he shows up for two seconds and has a nap. And gets, <laughs> gets stung by a bee and then gets a tracheotomy and yeah. sleeps for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But he talked about the cast, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, J-Lo. Eric Stoltz, Danny Trejo, the asshole British guy who goes by the name of Jonathan Hyde. He was in Jumanji. Oh, he was the hunter. Yeah, and he was in Richie Rich. He was the butler. Yeah. Yeah. And it made me realise because – so John Voight, I feel like I – oh, yeah, he's got an eyebrow. Sorry, Greg just showed me a picture of Eric Stoltz and he has minimal brow. Got a great head of hair. Yeah, he sure does. But yeah, John Voight is one of those actors I realised, I don't know if I've actually seen many of his movies at all. This may be one of the John only Voight. ones. Yeah, other than like cameo in, in um, well, he's, Zoolander. Because he was big, obviously, in the Midnight 70s. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's good. Yeah. I think I primarily knew him from Seinfeld. He, hasn't, he won an Oscar. Yeah. Back in the day. Did he? For Midnight Cowboy or something? Uh, for another one. Yeah. Some similar, like... I think what would have been the era's version of Oscar bait. Ah, uh, okay. It's one of those ones a bit like John Malkovich where I like, they're a big name sort of, but then I just realised I actually haven't seen I know them more just through 
osmosis than actually watching their movies. Well, yeah. To, I mean, to be fair, he was. I mean, Deliverance. Have you seen that? No, that's the one. Uh, yeah, it was ding, 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 like yeah. a pig. Yeah, uh, fuck that. Yeah, so he, I know he's got some classics, but I think the irony is I realized as I was doing that little bit that um, I actually know Jonathan Hyde from more movies than I know John Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that I thought I didn't even know is the guy I've seen more of his movies of, which is a little crazy. <clears throat> oh, that's good. I'm just trying to find this movie that he got the Oscar for, but anyway. In the meantime, should I play a little clip of just some yes, of the, the best bits of uh, John Voight in this movie? Just making John Voight saying things? Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Snacks. I catch them. For zoos and collectors. Poaching is illegal. May I ask what, uh, what you're hunting? The people of the mist. I've seen them. The people saved my life. This I can do. Five whiskeys. That's breakfast on the river. A salad would be perfect, little baby bird. Hey, I can't fix, okay? Finding the current. Just two days. Cut back to this tributary. Save us 50 miles. Yesterday, for a different reason, now our concern is getting Professor Kale for hospital. It's always good to be prepared. Well, look, I can blow in 10 minutes. Sorry if uh, you're feeling sensitive. We could turn around and lose two days. It's up to you. Is he also kind of sounds like the guy from the room, like it, like, oh hi Mark, like just a bad. Yeah. I mean, it has been cut together awkwardly in his defense, but I'm not going to defend him that much. Well, I love it. I don't know what it it's is. It's so but. fun. It's so fun, and it's almost it's like a bit of like Nicolas Cage style magic to it. Yeah, I, just weird. That was a definite change from. Um, I remember not liking him in the original, like thinking. Ah oh, right, weird. but this time I was I was right on board. Excuse the pun. He must just be. He knows what he's doing, surely, right? He's a That's good actor. A, he's a proper actor. He's just like having fun. Yeah, I think he just had fun. I would say J-Lo is legitimately, in terms of just normal acting, is good in it. She's the one that just seems genuinely I'd, Yeah. I'd say Ice there. Cube is not. I didn't think he had a lot of script to work with. Yeah. Damn, yeah. that sneak can kill me? Yeah. Damn. yeah. <laughs> and he does say today's going to be a good day, I think, instead of like oh, today it? was a good day. This is his first line in the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Today was a good day. Well, that's good. But compared to his previous roles, as we discussed, Friday, uh, well, Friday, but Boys in the Hood and High Learning, this is definitely a departure. Yeah, and are we there yet? He <laughs> 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 uh, Man, he, he follows one for you, one for me. Triple X, two. Yeah, he's got bills to pay. One for you, one for me, one for who? One of those ones. Yeah. Well, well speaking of creature features... Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like Congo and like Deep Blue Sea and I was thinking Congo. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it until we were watching the trailer. Then I was like, "This is this reminds me of Congo." Yeah. I loved Congo. Where do you think this holds up amongst those? Uh, I think Congo would be fun to rewatch. We definitely need to redo Congo. You know, I got my one of my mates, Stevich, used to think that he could beat up in a fight <laughs> one of the grey gorillas. He would lose at least one eyeball. That's what I believe. Yeah, it's a big call. Yeah. Uh, where does this stack up in my – oh, that's a tough question. Um, Deep Blue Sea is really good too. You love that fucking movie. Don't you like that? Less than you. What do you mean? It's like this. <laughs> I don't know. I like the outdoors ones. I don't like the – I like Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. But I don't love the setting. I'm not into that all rigor. It's probably also Deep Blue Sea I only saw as an adult, so maybe I skipped the authentic view. I only watched it as a funny movie. I mean, I'm a Jaws man. From way well, back. yeah, Jaws is straight up. But that's probably like a legitimate film. The sequels probably become a bit more B movie esque, yeah, especially like the, the revenge. Three 
at the number three at the the three D one at the aquarium at the aquarium. Some of the footage on that we've got to get a clip. Of, have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I think so. And it's like, well, it's I want it so bad because they have them all oh. on Netflix now. When it's movies that have sequels, I feel like we should always do the first one first. But I'm pretty keen to do Jaws: The Revenge as a bad movie. Is that the second one? I think it's the fourth one. What well, Jaws two is just Jaws two, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and then the first that was the first one I saw. I think Jaws: The Revenge, which makes no sense. Sharks don't care about revenge. Well, or do they? Don't they? I don't know. Um, but I'd had a quick look at creature features in general, and had a bit of a look at what animals and what creatures Ooh. feature quite heavily. Feature, excuse the word, have <laughs> had the most films uh, made in their honor. Oh yeah, in their honor. Oh, arachnophobia too. Does that count? Yeah. So arachnids mm. have had four. These are like the main ones. Yeah. I'm getting this off Wiki. The good people at Wiki. So there's been four spider movies, Kingdom of the Spider, 1977, Arachnophobia, Phobia, mm. 1990, Eight-Legged Freaks, 2002, oh, and yeah. Big Ass Spider, exclamation mark, 2013. I wonder what that's about. Some names on the tin. Um, mm. Sharks go pretty hard. They've had five films. Yeah. Like that includes Jaws as one. The Meg. Oh, The Meg's not listed here. Yeah. Should I update? Is that how this thing works? I guess so, maybe. Yeah. Uh, ants. Ants. I've had four films, not including Anti, because he's a good guy. Yeah. Bees have had four. Cockroaches are in there. Bears have had a few. Dogs have had a few, obviously Cujo and things like that. Oh, yeah. But the winner is Alligators and Crocodiles. Oh. With a, recorded in this particular set, seven Whoa. or eight. Lake Placid. Lake Placid's in there. I had that on one of my... I watched that when it came to Foxtel when I was in high school. Yeah, right. I quite liked it. Did it come out at the same time as Rage on Lake Placid featuring Ben? <laughs> I think it did on Placid Lake. What's his name? Because I yeah. remember getting, I was like, wait, are these connected and they're not? Ah, yes. I got confused. And, um, I'm easily confused though. But amongst the, amongst the Anaconda sequels, there's a crossover with Lake Placid. Is there? Yeah. So there's, there's four Anaconda oh, movies. yeah, and they have a big... It's like Godzilla versus Yeah, and I think it's called King Kong. I think it's called Lake Placid versus Anaconda, which doesn't make sense because I think Lake Placid's a place. But it, I've, I've got the trailer here. Well, you can't. What are you going to call it? The crocodile from Lake Placid. <laughs> I think at that point, yeah, you versus do Anaconda. I think you do at that point because <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I'll play the trailer. In the wild, there can be only one predator at the top of the food chain. <laughs> No predator will settle for number two. <laughs> Lake Placid versus Anaconda. They plan to crossbreed a killer crocodile. My father spent most of his life perfecting the blood orchid serum. With a giant anaconda. But it required creating a hybrid. <laughs> First bites, always the worst. But now... I've never seen anything like that in my life. The terror has been unleashed. Just another day at the office. We're going to find that snake before she lays her eggs. I need those baby crocodiles alive. And the hunt is on for their favorite food. <laughs> sorority girls. I'm bored. Make them swim. Get in the water. Looks like your abstraction team just got extracted. Lake Placid versus Anaconda. Now on DVD and Digital HD. Yeah, so I think that one knows it's a B movie. I think so. But maybe too much. <laughs> I think it needs to dial it back a little. You need to be in that sweet spot. 
Yeah, that's just kind of like Sharknado territory at that point. That yeah, one. the sweet spot like Sharknado. <laughs> I guess uh, this is also, yeah, the rise of Jennifer Lopez into J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. Is, it just, is this before or after she released her debut single, uh, that's Chocolate? That's the first thing I checked. Chocolate. Chocolate favorite. Oh. What is it? <laughs> is that on Chocolate favorite kisses. Yeah, South, <laughs> South Park. Park. What's the song? I can't remember. Uh, Wasn't it just Taco 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 flavored kisses. Oh, Taco flavored kisses. Come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was two years before that If You Had My Love song. That's a good song. That was a big moment, wasn't it? That was, yeah, I think that was her like. That was big. And it was also relatively unusual at that point for an actor and a singer scenario. Yeah, it felt it felt like a breakthrough then. But she was also a dancer in the Janet Jackson video. Do you remember that? That's the way love goes. Song. That's the way love goes. Oh, standing there doing yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's when you say dancing, <laughs> Greg's doing the exact dance she did. That's the way love goes. That's the way. What a song. Janet Jackson has some great songs. She's out here at the moment. She doing um, oh R&B the R and B Fridays. Fridays yeah, might have even been on Friday. Yeah, I think it was certainly on Instagrams. Um, but this was also around the time of Money Train, which I think might have been one year later or earlier. Uh, Money Train was earlier, and then Selena was the big one, which wasn't so big for us here, but in the US it was big. So was Selena, it? that the singer, she died. I don't really know oh, much yeah. about her. Yeah, she played her in a biopic, or, I suppose, but um. That was pretty massive. I think that was more so of a breakthrough in terms of leading to next roles type That's of right. breakthrough. Yeah, because yeah. well, it was. I had a look. She'd actually done a couple of like interesting-ish roles around this time. She did a movie. Yeah, she done. She'd done U-turn. Is yeah. that the is that the Oliver Stone one? I think it's. Is it Oliver Stone? Yeah, and it's got. Does it have um? What's his name in it? Sean Penn. Sean. She did something with Sean Penn. I think that's U-turn. Out of sight was a year or so later. Blood and Wine. I didn't know that one. I don't know if it's any good, but it's got like Jack Nicholson, Stephen Dorff. I remember thinking Judy U-turn Davis was really and Michael cool. Caine. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty outrageous cast. I don't know. I've never seen it. You know she dated Wesley Snipes? Really? Yeah. Ah. I was trying to work out if this was the Puffy era, but it wasn't. Post-Money Train? Uh, during. Mm. On set romance. And that's got to happen all the time, right? I mean, I guess oh, it does happen all the time. But it must be so weird. Doing like sex scenes and shit, so weird. Well, some you know they they sometimes do it. They say that, like Michael Douglas, I assume. Yeah, he does it all the time. <laughs> all the time. He's probably doing it right it's now. Like, oh, I'm fucks. so method. Um, <laughs> but also a huge part, so to speak, Michael of this. <laughs> a huge part of this ascension of J Lo. Remember how much of a thing her butt was, and everyone's like, such a huge. She's got such a huge ass. Mm. Wasn't that? It was such a big deal. Yeah. It's not a huge ass, not, but it felt like it was then. Well, maybe it was then. Well, that's the thing. I think it's pretty interesting. It's like um, the ass economy has changed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. But I think it actually just reflects how white the culture was. Yeah. No ass. Yeah. We were idolizing, uh, you know, just. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And so there was, no one had any shape. And then as we started to <laughs> be less white and start letting some other cultures in, Oh, lo and behold, some standards of beauty changed. But it's an interesting, in a rewatch for this kind of thing and thinking about 
how much of the conversation around her was around how big her ass was. On that same theme, right, there was lots of, I don't know if you noticed this, I, I think I might be on other parts of the internet too sometimes, but the, <laughs> there was... there was <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. When The Incredibles 2 came out versus when The Incredibles 1 came out, social media was like thirsting for the mum because she got a big ass. But, oh, really? when, but when Incredibles 1 came out, that was meant to be not that she was hot, it was that she's a mum or whatever. But now her proportions are a bit like a Kardashian, like really skinny waist and then the butt goes out. And so there's all these hilarious I live in, you know. there's all these hilarious social media things. How many squats do I have to do to be as thick as Elastigirl? <laughs> <laughs> um, where is it? Uh, there's a whole bunch. That's pretty hilarious. Oh, actually, I've got a clip here of J-Lo talking about her butt and how um, how perhaps culture has shifted around her. And maybe she was slightly to blame for all the focus on her butt. Jennifer, do you understand why we're so infatuated with your ass? Um, no, (laughs) I don't. Um, I guess, you know, in a sense, in Hollywood, it is a bit of a novelty, but for us... Who grew up? Yeah, man. How we grew up? It wasn't that big places, of a deal, like, and that's why I mentioned it early on in my career. Because for me, it was just such a normal thing, and it became like because I bought light mm. to it. Like I have nobody to blame, right? But myself. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you dressed it up well too. Do you know what I mean? Because you knew, oh, I, you know, because I bought attention to it by <laughs> yeah, speaking about it in interviews. It wasn't even it. When speaking about young. it. It was just what you were wearing. Yeah. Too. Well, that and then then it was yeah, like, it was oh, beautiful. well, let's check it out and see what's there. Can you send me some of your old pants? No. Anyway, it really went straight there. But that's interesting, right? The, it's like asses were already a thing. It just took white mainstream culture yeah, a little to bit longer. Open up the doors um, and let the ass in. She did have a bit of a rocky start to her career as well. I didn't know this at the time, but some of it sounds a bit familiar that there was a bit of beef against her. So she did some interview where... She says it was taken out of context, but there's some pretty, oh yeah, like she takes a few swipes at a few people. Go on. I'll read out some quotes. So on Selma Hayek, she said, we're in two different realms. She is a sexy bombshell. and Those are the kinds of roles she does. I do all kinds of different things. Oh. It makes me laugh when she says she got offered Selena, which was an outright lie. If that's what she does to get herself publicity, that's, the, that's her thing. Um, on Cameron oh, Diaz. Oh. Cameron Diaz, a lucky model who's been given a lot of opportunities. I just wish she would have done more with. On <laughs> <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, tell me what she's been in. I swear to God, I don't remember anything she was in. Some people get hot by association. I've heard more about her and Brad Pitt than I ever heard about her work. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's lots of these. There's lots of individual people. Apparently, apparently Sandra Bullock wouldn't audition for Out of Sight with George Clooney and she did and that's why she got it. So you know, all this kind of stuff. So – I mean, I don't know what the context would have to be for those not to be at least a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of a stab at people. Mm, but yes. I would also say, you know, these things go in Hollywood. They'll have a bit of a bit of a cat fight, as they call it. So I would imagine they, you know, they try and create some big story out of this shit. Yeah, well, you've typically, in most instances, got to be a certain of a certain ilk to climb that yeah. ladder. And she's pretty self. Well, she's extremely self-made. Yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. Jenny from the block. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is a beat nut sample, by the way. We'll just know that mm. that sample existed before nice. that song. Um, wrapping out the cast, Anaconda himself. Mm. Um, there's probably a bit much voice in there at times, I thought. Does a snake actually oh, make those yeah. noises? Um, was it necessary? Uh, probably not. 
What did it do again? It was like, Wah. yeah, yeah, like a gremlin. So I found out who did the voice. So why do they even have a voice? Yeah, okay. Someone did that yeah. voice. <laughs> so weird. It was none other than Frank Wendell Welker, who you might remember from our Transformer special edition episode. Oh. Uh, he was one of the guys that did a bunch of voices on Transformers. Huh. He's in one of those crew. He's one of the chat pack. What? <laughs> chat pack will not stick. But I figured. Wait, what does voice, chat stand for? Like chatting, voice. Their voice oh, voice. voice. <laughs> that's not bad. It's not good. It's pretty it's, I think that's pretty good. It'll chat do. pack. Chat It'll pack do. works. The voice. Do. do you need Frank Welker yeah. to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a slippery snake. <laughs> that would have worked pretty well. <laughs> Uh, he's available, Hollywood. He's a, <laughs> nice. Speaking of available, Hollywood, I have a repitch for this movie. Oh, yeah, good. Okay, so I think there's something in this movie that is just under the surface that could be elevated a little bit more. Under the surface just of under the water, the, just submerged, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just out of sight. It could kill you in a thousand ways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a, <laughs> a a bit of an allegory, if you will, for white privilege. So, Go on. the main character literally sleeps through the entire movie <laughs> and leaves the minorities to do all the hard work. <laughs> <laughs> he then comes back in after waking up from his nap <laughs> and it saves the day. And I assume would end up taking all the credit. Maybe not even intentionally, but here's the point. So, I'll come back to that in a second. I know what you might be thinking too. There's another white guy in this movie. Isn't he worse? Yes, he may be more of a jerk. Who's that? The English guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's more of a jerk. But what I would suggest is when it comes to when it comes to systemic racism and white privilege, it is perhaps more dangerous to stand by and do nothing. So is white privilege the real uh, the real story of this film? Yeah, so there's some, I think there's something in there that, that, that could be dialed up a bit and I would love to dial that up more and I think the man to do that is is Jordan Peele. His movies always have that interesting uh, additional layer to it. Very current. Yeah, very current. So I'd love to see him do that. And he can have fun too. So he could make this a real B-movie, but a B-movie with a a nice kind of um, interpretation to it. Yeah, substance. Yeah, exactly. And I would say, in terms of the treatment of the movie itself, make it the documentary that they're making. Oh, by the Shirashima. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why that makes me giggle so much. When you say it. Um, yes, but you know how they. <laughs> but yes. not not like not like Blair Witch found footage stuff. But it's the finished documentary, and it starts as a documentary about that. Um, and you know how there's documentaries about out there that start. <laughs> say it. The Shirishima. Yeah. <laughs> but you know there's documentaries like Catfish or like Exit Through the Gift Shop, which like start about one thing, but then they evolve. Mm. Like that's kind of what awesome documentaries do because they learn along the way. Mm. Which side note? Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turns out it was his dad. It's a documentary <laughs> about family. I- ironically, side note: if they were actually documentarians, they would have actually been fascinated by what was occurring shortly. Ah. Anyway, but. That's true. It would be cool if th- th- this it movie... It would speak to their inquisitive nature. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I would love if the movie itself was treated, uh, was delivered as the documentary. 
Mm-hmm. So, but within that documentary, you're still hitting those uh, interesting metaphors around around white privilege. Uh, it could be quite funny, but treat it as if you're watching a, a documentary, but it's obviously fake. And maybe even maybe even like a fourth act or something in the some newsreel footage to close out the movie, which is yeah. the publicity trail of Eric Stoltz's character taking all the glory, taking all the glory, and maybe not even consciously. It's not being a dickhead, but it's just again speaking to. The fact that Our things you don't work. have to intentionally be a dickhead. Yeah. It's just you're just collecting. Um, you're just going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. leveraging yeah. your your privilege unconsciously. Mm. So then that could be an interesting yeah, uh, like it. way to make that movie work in a in in a new and interesting way. Or you could put a put it in space. Put Jaws in there. Oh, Jaws versus in, yeah, yeah, that could work. Or like dogs with bees in their mouth and when they bark they shoot bees at you. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ill-tempered mutated sea bass. Yeah. Do they have laser beams on their head? (laughs) Um, All right, should we get into the verdict? Yeah. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's it's good shit. Like shit, shitty good. Yeah, this is this it's enjoyable. Is um. Prime hungover viewing. Like if you're super dusty on a Sunday or yeah. Saturday or a Tuesday if you're lucky. <laughs> um, it's like good, easy watching. Yeah. And it, I, um, movie. I kind of want to watch the sequels too now. A little bit, hey. A little bit, yeah. Maybe just the first couple before they get as stupid as that one. We How many are there? There's four, it's in, four. including that crossover. Including crossover. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably skip that one. Who's your MVP? I had two. Oh. For Lowell's I had Voight. For Sirius I had J-Lo. Yeah, that sounds pretty fair. I for triple lol, I had Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Just for, mate, thanks for turning up. Why would he do this film? I don't know. And he's not having fun with it. It's not like doing a John Voight. He's just kind of there. Yeah. I don't know. And it's not like he's the others who are, well, Ask You probably just getting paid. But It's one others. of those ones where that's how it gets financed or something and it's Maybe. like you're doing someone a favor. I don't, yeah, no I don't know. I don't know the inner workings. Yeah, I mean we never cracked oh, the – We didn't really crack the origin story on this one, so yeah. who the fuck knows? Let us know if you're, you know, if you're a big Hollywood type. If you're J-Lo. J-Lo, if you're listening, what's up? Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. Rewatch it. Yeah, it's a good – Rewatch it. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what are we? So we're we're getting close to the, our Christmas countdown. Oh yeah, we are getting close to our Christmas countdown. So if you have a suggested Christmas movie, let us know ASAP because we record these things in advance and we're probably going to do that pretty soon. Um, I think we're we're probably going to do Die Hard in that mix. I would say, aren't we? Very I think we, think we, we line on that. We want to do one sort of traditional Christmas one, one more Christmas adjacent one, mm. and something in between. Mm. So let us know what you want to cover. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram. Uh, leave us a review. Oh, I've got to give a shout out. Oh, yeah. To the uh, new youngest friend of the show, Who uh, Flo and Kinsey's baby daughter, Echo. Hey. Uh, started listening. Well, this is probably her first episode. Uh, welcome to the show. Leave us a review. Yeah, please leave us a review. <laughs> so, Flo, if you can set up a Apple ID for, for Echo in the next couple of days and pump out a review or two. I think two. you get those when you're born these days. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'd be helpful. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. How lovely. How lovely. Uh, so yeah, let's um, let's look forward to those Christmas movies. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Is Elf is Elf in our territory? Let's just make it. Yeah, we can make that if we want. Yeah, probably don't need to. <laughs> There's probably others. Yeah, we can still watch it. Yeah, don't have to review it. Exactly. All right, that's it. Uh, bye. Slipper snack, the snack.